0: Hello, podcast nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast season five, episode one. We back, baby. Who's more excited, you or me? Me? Who's more excited? <laughs> me or the listeners? That's a question for you to answer. Mm. We are back after, well, not basically, definitely a one-year hiatus and season Five's theme is, it should be no surprise, our 2023 year in review. We've been doing this for, oh man, eight, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years. And episode one is our 2023 travel stats. So this will be like last year, a six-part year in review. So Heth, we'll start with, as always, our travel stats. As you mentioned, I pain Takingly, put these in the excel spreadsheet yeah
1: it takes you quite a long time although not as long as it used to take before you figured out the google map hack yes which our friend was it caleb who told you about it
0: yeah now i'm able to essentially and, and this time i did the stats a, a lot without you i did have to reference you a little bit be like hey wait my google maps is showing me i was here on this date well, exactly what exactly were we doing because if you're just tuning in heather's memory infinitely better than my memory um but yeah i just go onto my google maps i have it track me so i i willingly have google maps track me and then i can go each day see where we were and kind of then build it out yeah but i would still say probably 30 hours spent putting stuff no that
1: seems like a lot
0: I did say, take some gelato breaks in there, so maybe 20, 20, because I went back and I also made sure other years were correct, so now we are completely up to date on all of our spreadsheets, so we'll start with today's episode, Travel Stats, we'll then go into Travel Superlatives, which are all like craziest thing we did, best hotel we stayed at, stuff like that, which... Speaking of hotels, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, we had a lot to choose from this year. We were yeah. hotel heavy. We
1: were. And you year. know, I have to say not to ruin any statistic surprises, but we had a heavy travel year. I feel like this year was probably our biggest travel year since before COVID.
0: Yeah. So Heather doesn't know all the stats. <laughs> no. That's it. So I'm going to ask you in a second. I'll just ask you right now. What is your overall general feeling of 2022? without knowing the stats how did it how did this year feel to you
1: for travel I mean sure. or just I mean because that's that's a big question but I yeah, for tra- like, specifically
0: for travel like how did it travel. feel how did the flow feel mm-hmm. were we traveling more was it a good pace too fast too slow give
1: me your I don't know I well I mean I do know because right now I feel like it was a good year and it felt okay although sometimes I feel like mostly maybe during the summer Since we traveled so quickly sometimes, it felt a little, a little bit much, maybe.
0: So it felt a little bit much in the summer.
1: Just because we kept changing like hotels, like we were hotel heavy. And some of it was for research, you know, for work. Um, Our work being investing in in real estate, like part of our work. If you're new to the podcast and you don't know that we have um, some real estate properties, but when we were in California, we were...
0: Looking to buy a mini resort and we stayed at a lot of hotels in this town because we were comping them out and our plan, I mean, right now we have uh, some bungalows and more Airbnb style stuff. Our plan is to buy a resort and or hotel project. So yes, we want more hotel heavy. Now we're getting into the weeds a little bit. Yeah, 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 The the year felt okay. It felt okay. No, it felt great.
1: It felt great. Um, especially looking back at it now as we're past it, you know, um, that being said for 2024, I mean, I think we're still planning to travel quite a bit, but for me, it helps that we're planning it out. Like right now in in January, we're looking ahead at our year saying, okay, these are the trips we're going to take. This is when we're going to be home, you know, and just getting things more structured, more structured. That helps me.
0: Yes. Speaking of structure, I will, I will give you what our six part thing is. Travel stats today, superlatives is coming up, then best meals of 2023, best drinks of 2023, best desserts of 2023, and we'll end it with best overall experiences of 2023. I have an intro fact. We're already into the podcast, but I have an intro fact, so okay. we got to roll with the intro yeah. fact. We can't not have it. Have. What state had the largest, and everyone listening- too. I want you to think about this too. That's part of the intro. What state had the largest population growth in 2023?
2: Lightning struck in an open plane. And we forgot this old city's name. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again. my way through. i saw you on my way through
0: i'm really interested to hear your answers on this because i constantly look To acquire new properties, and so I'm always (laughs) reading these types of articles. Where are people moving? What towns? What's the fastest growing stuff? And I and I send them to you sometimes too. mm -hmm. But I'm like, I look at this list, I think, yeah, I I know this because it's just yeah, the the stuff I read.
1: Did you know the answer? Because Uh, if
0: if, I I have the top five here, actually the top six. Okay, I would have gotten one of them wrong probably.
1: Okay, because yeah, for me, I was going to say we just get hit with these articles, you know, like on Instagram because they know what we're researching and like travel send them to me or I'll see it myself and I'll send it to him. And so we, I feel like we do know a lot of data about where people are moving and which cities are growing. And in fact, you just told me Knoxville is rapidly growing or like the- Popping the, the most influx of people lately are going to Knoxville is that a stat you s- we'll get, hey so then two, I'm, it I got think the, like, I
0: got the cities which are the fast yeah. growing cities so just to let y'all know this is states so. yeah
1: I know so I'm saying well if Knoxville is we already know Nashville so is Tennessee on the list it's got to be on the list no Tennessee not okay all right let me okay that wasn't my final answer okay. so we're looking for the the most the number one state, fastest people, growing state, fastest states. growing state, the number one,
0: North Carolina. North Carolina is on the list. It's number five. Okay, <laughs> that's what I meant. I'm starting with the fifth. Sure. Going up to number one. <laughs> you do you. No, um, it's been a year since we recorded. Uh, we're rusty. I'll, I'll let you do your thing.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, is it somewhere in the Midwest, like that? I wouldn't necessarily think. No. Okay, so is it Texas?
0: Texas is number three. Okay. So now you're just jumping around. That's good. And they're all a lot of these are very close. We're talking like a point one percentage mm-hmm. point. Um so Texas was number three at one point six percent population growth.
1: Okay. Um so we have Texas at number three, North Carolina at number five, Tennessee not even on the list. Oh, I'm struggling here for the number one. I mean, Florida?
0: Florida is number two.
1: With all of the
0: hurricanes? Like, I mean, we had at one point really wanted to move to Florida, but now I'm like, I don't know. People don't seem to care that hurricanes are happening. Uh, that's a clue maybe for your number one as well. So we've got Florida at two, Texas at three, North Carolina at five. Number four, I'll give you. It's an outlier. I knew this because... A lot of people in the pandemic started moving here um, from the West Coast specifically. But number four is Idaho.
1: Oh, OK. So
0: you've got Florida two, Texas, three, mm-hmm. Idaho, four, North Carolina, five. Number one, a neighbor S- South of ours, Carolina? South Carolina.
1: I that surprises me a little bit. Where are they moving to Charleston?
0: Because we'll we're that. ever we'll get to that episode, too. Episode two, we're talking about the fastest growing cities, so we'll get to some of this. But just to recap, South Carolina, one, squeaks just in above Florida at number two. Texas, number three. Florida and Texas were actually tied. And then Idaho and North Carolina rounding out four and five. Uh, Number six was an absolute shock to me. It's Other than Idaho, it's like an outlier here. Delaware. Okay. Not sure why. (laughs) Not sure. But not a lot of population there anyway, so I I guess. I will
1: say, though, I mean, East Coast, East Coast versus West Coast. It I mean, seems like the East Coast is winning. That's all I'm saying. That is That's true
0: because moving, well, moving out of the number one state, people are moving out of is California. That should be no shock to people if they read these type of articles. Um, number two and number three are New Jersey and Connecticut. So maybe the so kind of what the might happening the migration patterns like moving out of California and going to other places. A lot of people going to Texas. Uh, New Jersey and Connecticut, people were just migrating south. I guess yeah. they're hitting Delaware. They're like, oh, this is okay. Yeah. But really, they keep coming down to South Carolina and North Carolina and going to, all the way down to Florida I, as well. I love living
1: in North Carolina. We love it here so much. And honestly, if I think about another state that I would move to, it would probably be South Carolina because...
0: I, for me, it would be South Carolina yeah, or Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, so,
1: or, or Georgia, like on the coast. Yeah, I'd keep, I know Georgia, yeah. interestingly enough, not, not, not as many in Georgia. Georgia. I mean, we love Savannah. We just went back this year as one of our trips. Um, and it's just as beautiful as it was the last time we were I, there.
0: Savannah is the, if you ask me the place I would move. I actually really love California and we spent a lot of time out there. It's beautiful. So that, that would be one of the answers, although it starts to get far away from families, if you said, you know, what's a really realistic place that you could see yourself moving to from Wilmington, North Carolina, it would be Savannah, Georgia um, yeah. would be the number one answer because I love Savannah. Um, there's coast. Maybe we'd go to Tybee Island, even though we haven't ever visited or some of the islands around there. But either way, we ain't, we're not moving. No. And talking about places that we would go and places that we've slept – this year the first the, the number one thing that we always do when we put these stats together is we go through every night and we say where did we sleep each night and then that gives an answer for the amount of places slept and for every year since 2017 mm-hmm. I have had more places that I slept than you did and you've always been fine with that me I'm <laughs> like oh great I have more places I'm like I I I bumped around more and you've been like yeah good I don't want to bump around as much
1: mm-hmm.
0: but This year, for the first time since 2017, actually, since 2016, I should say, you, no, 2015, Mm -hmm. you beat me. That was the last time you beat me. You beat me. You had 53 different places that you slept in 2023.
1: That is a lot of places.
0: And I had 48. Wow. So you I jumped five more
1: places than you.
0: You jumped from 25 in 2022 all the way up to mm-hmm. 53. Mm-hmm. I went from 38 to 48. So both of us substantially increased the amount of places that we slept. Um and then when we bump into the the places that we actually slept, interestingly enough, the number one for both of us was our home base and our house here. I, I would I, hope so. <laughs> I did 224 days you did less. You did 217. And again, for oh, you, you're always sadness. like, I want more time in the home base. You actually did less days there. And that is the least amount of days you've spent in the home base in, uh, I mean, we're talking about, yeah. yes, since 2017. Since so, I started
1: having babies. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I would also like to specify that, well, I had more days away. They were not pleasure travel trips. Those were work trips. So it's the only reason why I have more destinations than you, um, was just because I traveled for work a lot more this year than I ever have before. Um, and when I say work, I don't mean our like travel podcast, which we took a hiatus on, um, or anything travel related, but with the interior design and the real estate work that we've been doing, um, our business has picked up. And so, yeah, I had clients and I traveled for them and it was great and it was fun. And this year I want to take a trip <laughs> that doesn't require work where maybe I'm a solo traveler. Um, that would be very nice.
0: Yeah. There were only two real dis- differences in our travel. One was when you came, when, when we were coming back from the West coast during the summer. Uh, I went back to Philadelphia and spent time with my parents and you flew down to North Carolina to work on a client's house at the beach here in North Carolina. And the other time was when you, actually three trips. One, you then, the second one was you took a trip out to Tennessee to spend time at our buddy Josh's house and help him redesign his house. And then you also took a trip to High Point, North Carolina for a conference there. Other than that, every other night we spent in the same place. So there were just those three outliers. And uh, when we look at that then, I'll just run down. You tell me if anything is shocking to you with these numbers. Mm-hmm. For our home base here, I did 224 nights. You did 217. Interesting fact, and this is why I love keeping the spreadsheets nice and tidy. <laughs> last year, I did exactly 224 days that too. So interesting. A very odd coincidence that huh. I had the exact same amount of nights in our home base as I did last okay, year. Okay,
1: and let me throw it to you. How does that feel?
0: It feels great. 224 is my number
1: okay I'm gonna
0: I mean I'm gonna make sure no not really but it 224 seems like a great amount it's basically two-thirds of the year that we are that I am here a little under two-thirds I guess that I am here in our home base and that feels good when I look back at our other day at our other years two 2021 I was here 211 so and then other than COVID in, in 2020 2019 I was 240 2018 I was 240 in a home base so that seems to be right where I'm falling this two-thirds or a little under two-thirds in our home base and I like that setup.
1: Yeah I I think so too and I have to say that you know in the years past I've been like oh I want to be at home more And I still love being at home, but this year felt to me for the first time since we had kids, like we could do the traveling at such a pace again. Not that we need to be, you know, moving accommodation so much, but we took like quite a few large trips this year with the kids and our kids are now four and six. uh, And it just seemed to be
0: easier. Speaking of pace... That's interesting because we also then figure out the longest time we've had in one place. You know, how like where did we sit down and, and bunk in for the longest time? And for you, your longest time, this was the shortest time that you had in one place ever since 2017. It was 47 days in a row spent at our home base here, and it was from August 15th to September 30th. So you had basically, not basically, but you had a month and a half in one spot, and you as you mentioned, tend to enjoy longer runs in one spot. And so how did that feel knowing that you had like a 40-day chunk um, in the spring, then you had this 47-day chunk when we got back from our, our, you know, vacation or kind of our time away in the summer, and then we had another bit of a chunk here after you did your trip through from October into November when we left again. Did it feel too fast?
1: It felt okay, I think. You know, I mean, I, I was keeping very busy with work. And I think because when we left in November, we went to Argentina. And that was something to look forward to. That it was like I had this goal I was moving toward. Like, okay, we got to get all this stuff done. Then we can go to Argentina and we can kind of, you know, just enjoy that as a travel trip. But there really wasn't any work involved with that trip other than a few things on the computer here and there. So that felt really good. So I feel like because we had that trip at the end of the year that was really just for fun and not anything work related. Um, yeah, that felt fine. So I guess it depends on what type of trip it is that we're taking.
0: Yeah, and I guess how planned out it is as well. Mm-hmm. So for me, the longest place in one time, I did 53 days here in our home base from say August 15th to to um, October 6th. Then I had one night away. We went to a concert in Raleigh. So we <laughs> went two hours away. But then I had 47 more days. So technically, it doesn't count, but I did 100 straight days from – Mid August to Thanksgiving. Other than that one night away, and that was my longest ever in in one place. And again, I'm less inclined to say to have to have these long stretches. I actually get restless when we do. Um, that felt good, but Too a long little for you. Lo- Too I long mean, for yeah, you. that's you know a hundred straight days minus that that one night out it felt a little bit long, and um, I, I didn't mind it, but. I think going forward, as you mentioned, I don't mind the 45 days in a place and then a longer trip somewhere. And, and just to kind of give you all a bit of the scope of, of what our year looked like, we, in the beginning of the year, we really had a quick pace. We we had a quick pace where uh, a few trips came up that, that were unplanned. And so from ja- like January went to Calgary. Um, for, for three, for four days, basically. So like that kind of- Just
1: you and me though.
0: Yep. And that's, that's the, the big thing too, too.
1: Is that if it's just a trip that Trav and I take and we're not renting our house out, you know, it's a four day trip. So we, we rent our home that we live in when we travel like for a month or more. So if we're just going on a quick trip, we don't have to rent the house and we don't take the kids. It's like a blip. It's like nothing. It's That's so easy. very true. <laughs> so easy.
0: Very big shout out to to Heather's sister, Julie, who allowed us and also our friend Allie who watches kids at times. You're right. That now that you're bringing that up, I mean, I knew that, but now it, it's hitting me in the face. Yeah. Why did it not seem like our first part of the year was so busy, even though we did that and it was because... We just packed up and went, and we came back, and the kids got to stay. So way easier. Um, you know, we took a four a quick four or five-day trip to Calgary. We came back. Then in the beginning of February, we drove up to my parents' house to watch the Super Bowl in Philly. <laughs> oh,
1: I forgot about that trip. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was planning on staying sorry. longer to go to the parade. Eagles that fans. didn't happen. Um, but we did that quick trip. That was like a four or five-day thing. Then we came back. Beginning of March, we took an unexpected, semi-unexpected trip to Costa Rica. We didn't, like, at the beginning of the year, we weren't planning on this. That came up. We took the opportunity. We did take the kids on that. So we basically then had a 12-day trip into Costa Rica. Then we came back. We had 10 days at our house. This is where it got to seem a little fast. Yeah. Because, again, we took the kids to Costa Rica. And then we, you and I, left again. 10 days after that trip? We left again to fly for a ski trip to Bulgaria, which was like a 12-day all-told ski trip. And then we came back to our house, 15 days in our house. And then we took a road trip down to Orlando to giz- go to Disney World in the wow. middle of April. that so was a lot. beginning of the year to- until mid-April, end of April, we-, we did quite a bit. We hit it hard. We yeah. hit it hard. But again, I didn't feel that hard because two of those trips were without kids. One was a road trip down to Orlando, which was not that hard, I no. would say. You know, we drove down, and then we were at a place for eight days. And, um, yeah, the one to Costa Rica was with the kids, but it was Costa Rica, so it wasn't that tough of traveling. And so that takes us through until until really the summer, where we stayed at home then, and then the summer we hit it hard, and we'll get more into this, but we for those two and a half months, from mid-June until mid-August. Two we months. Were, yeah, sorry, two months we were out on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did our our Camp Indy actually up in New York, which was an awesome event. In our adult summer camp in Connecticut. That was great. And then right from there, we, we went West and spent most of the time in Northern California, bumping around there for a month and a half, and then a solid two and a half weeks up in on Vancouver Island and that area. So, um, and we'll get into that, but that... That was our summer, and then we came home, and for me, it was 100 straight days <laughs> yeah. basically here until Argentina, and then uh, from Thanksgiving all the way through until the new year, we were in Argentina, so that gives you the scope of our travel, and for me, it felt very and uh, a good mix of spontaneous Random trips, i.e. that one to Costa Rica we didn't know we were going to, Calgary we didn't go, know we were going to, Bulgaria we did, Orlando we did, and then Argentina we did. So in and, and, and in the spring we were kind of planning what we were going to do in the summer out in California. So it was like some planned a year in advance, some planned a couple months in advance, and some spontaneous.
1: Yeah, a good overall mix And, you know, a lot of you listening who might have families, maybe you're wondering how it went with the the family travel and we can record a podcast on that, like an updated podcast now that our kids are older. And our son did start kindergarten in August and, you know, we took him to Argentina for a month in North Carolina. Kindergarten is not mandatory. And so the school was very flexible with that trip. And so we're just, you know going for it for now and we'll see see what the future holds but I'm sure a lot of you probably have questions like that regarding family travel when we're not like homeschooling our kids at the moment. So yeah, he's in he's in regular public school.
0: Yeah, and and this episode as you get it's kind of like an overview. Next episode we'll get into it a little more, but I, we like to talk so. through our year a bit and give you the numbers, not just the numbers but some of the the pace behind it because I do think it's less about how many days you've spent out and all this and more about, one, the pace of travel, and two, if it was planned out or not. Those play a huge role in in how the year actually feels, and that's why we're spending so much time on that because this year was a bit, or 2023 was a bit interesting in that we took spontaneous trips, which we didn't think we were going to do. Um, but both of those were the, were without the kids, so that felt fine. And uh, and then it so it was like it was a nice hybrid between being planned and 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 unplanned. As far as the numbers, let's just get. I'll, I'll read this off. You tell me if anything fe- sounds interesting um, or sticks out to you here, and then we'll also get into the miles that we traveled. So as far as the accommodations and where we spent, home base: two hundred and twenty-four days for me, two hundred and seventeen for you. We spent one night in our bungalows that we own. We spent—I spent thirty nights with friends. You spent thirty-five nights with friends. Um, so, what
1: people, does that mean exactly?
0: Well, what, we spent uh, time in Lake which, Tahoe with with yeah. with Nick and at his house, and then we all you, the friends you spent time at Josh and Carrie's. Um, okay, place no, in Tennessee. You're that, that you were okay. helping them renovate. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so, so that's
1: the five extra. That's the five extra for you. Okay.
0: Uh, family, I spent 29 days there. You spent 27. The two extra were when I came back with the kids and spent time with, with my parents. Um, chalet, this was a <laughs> chalet slash chateau in Bulgaria, four nights. Hotel, this is where things did change for us. I did 42 nights. You did 46 we were hotel heavy. Yeah. Cuz last year I was 21 nights so I doubled mine last year you were 19 and mm-hmm. then you bumped to 46. So many more standard hotels. When I say standard I don't mean Hilton's heights we were kind of at them but just things that operate more as a hotel and less of a less as like a lodge or mm-hmm. a B&B or something like that. Yeah.
1: Usually we stay in Airbnbs more but not this year.
0: This year our Airbnb game was the same 26 nights and tw- for both of us mm-hmm. and that was pretty on i think last year we were 29 mm-hmm. so our airbnb game where we're just renting on airbnb stayed solid but le- yeah like we had one night in a b&b for my birthday last year but less lodgy kind of unique options okay. and more straight hotels uh four nights on planes which sounded like a lot to me Ooh. but actually <laughs> last year was four nights on planes too okay and the, the planes this year seem to go pretty well. We'll talk about those. Yeah. We did two overnights recently on the way to Argentina and on the way back. And the kids slept both times. So that was a, a blessing. Four nights at an adult summer camp That's for both right. of us. No nights house sitting. And interestingly enough, one night in a hostel. And this is the <laughs> first time we've been in a hostel in a long time. And it wasn't me who booked it. Yeah, that's true. Heather me. booked us a hostel.
1: Now, so, okay, let me just clear that up right now. It's a hotel hostel. It's Selena, which is an international hostel company. And we had a private room. And it was in Argentina. We can talk about the accommodation later. But, yeah, we had our own, own room with a, a queen bed and a, a bunk bed for the kids.
0: Yeah, so, but... Just for the record, <laughs> we stayed in a hostel.
1: Well, I thought you would want to check it out. I booked it
0: for you. We stayed in a hostel, <laughs> and it wasn't my decision. So,
1: And did you enjoy it?
0: We're getting to that in episode yeah, okay. two. all right. You guys got to listen two. to the next episode okay. to, to see if I enjoyed it or not. Flights. And this takes a little bit of time too, but this is always fun for me to do. So the flights, both you and I took 18 flights this year. And by flights, I mean, if we have a layover, that doesn't count. But, you know, one way there and one way back, that counts as as two different flights. So I'll run through these flights. I won't give you all the mileage mm-hmm. and stuff, but this will give you a sense of, of our flights. We went in the beginning of the year, like I said, up to Calgary in the middle of the winter. And had net would never have planned to go to Calgary in the middle of the winter, but it happened. And we basically went: Raleigh, Toronto, Calgary, Calgary, Toronto, Raleigh. Um, we'll get into one of those legs was not great. We'll get into that and and why. Um, but then the next trip we did was to Costa Rica. So we went Myrtle Beach to Costa Rica, to San Jose, and then we took this tiny, tiny little awesome plane. Eight person plane from San Jose to Santa Teresa, fifty eight mile flight. So cool! So what cool. a cool flight! So cool. We'll get into that in episode two, and that'll come back up. But what a cool flight! Then the next trip that, and then we came home from that. The next trip we took uh, our only business class flight of the year. Unfortunately, our only business one, but we got a business yeah, class flight. Yeah, Thank you for that. And this was the trip that Heather and I took to Bulgaria. And it was, it was great. It was Raleigh to Montreal to Vienna to Sofia in Bulgaria. So a business class flight on the way there. No business class on the way back. But it, but again, without the kids, overnight, pretty good. Sofia, Frankfurt, Newark, and then back actually into Wilmington. So that was cool that we got to land in Wilmington. Um, That was that. And then starting our summer, we went direct. So we drove up to Philly to fly direct to Oakland, which the Philly to Oakland flight, direct. Great. Yeah. Best way for us to get across the country mm-hmm. if we're up there. That worked really well. Then we flew San Francisco. We bumped around there for a month and a half. Then we flew San Francisco to Vancouver, hung out with our friends up there, came back. This is where you and I have a little, the only difference in flights. I went from Victoria on Vancouver Island to Philly. You went Victoria on Vancouver Island to Raleigh because I was hanging out with the kids a bit. So the kids and I did that. You came back to work on a client project and then and then we, them and I drove down together was the only difference in the flights, and then for us at the end of the year here in November, we went JFK direct to Buenos Aires, and then we had a bunch of little flights from Buenos Aires. We went Buenos Aires to Iguazu Falls and back, we went Buenos Aires to Salta, um, out west in Argentina, and then northwest. we bumped around the west, yeah, northwest a little bit because we went Salta to Mendoza, Mendoza back to Buenos Aires, and then we had the long haul flight of Buenos Aires direct. Back to JFK.
1: And I just want to put a little um, aside to that. Maybe you're wondering why. Excuse me. Why, if we live in North Carolina, did we fly out of New York City? And that is because we decided that it would make the most sense to have a direct flight. And because we have all of our family in Pennsylvania... We drove to Pennsylvania the day after Thanksgiving, knowing that we would want to spend time with family
0: um, on the back end on the
1: back. end, when we came back the day after Christmas, we spent, you know, five days or six days in Pennsylvania to visit family. So we were like, it's worth it to drive to Pennsylvania, you know, to be able to see family and my mom.
0: Pick drive up, your up mom. to JFK. Although that drive between Philly and JFK it was horrible. Horrible. It was put it usually takes two, two and a half hours. It took us almost five. Yeah. Luckily, my mom is a crazy like about making sure we have enough time. So we left and, very and early. We left very early and thankfully we did because yeah. we made it. Thanks, Jippy. Thanks, um, Jippy.
1: And the kids call Trav's mom Jippy. It's so cute. But um, yeah, so thanks to Jippy. We had plenty of time to to catch our flight, but it was so great having that direct flight. And on the way home, um, Trav's mom flew back with Trav's dad and they flew into Philly and they had a layover in Miami. And I have to say, like, I still think it was better that we did direct back to JFK because the kids slept the whole flight. You know, like it was very easy. We didn't have to stop at like three o'clock in the morning and Miami, switch flights, you know, and we still got home earlier than them, even though they flew into Philly and we left at the same time. I
0: think my preference, if we're traveling just you and I, my preference is to go out of a closer airport Mm -hmm. and have a connection. Yeah maybe, it depends how far the the drive is. If it's like the difference. So Wilmington airport is about 30 minutes from us. Raleigh is about two and a half. If Raleigh's a direct flight and Wilmington's a a connection, it's, it's just easier for us to go out of Raleigh, even if it's just us two. Um, but if it gets longer than that, then it starts to make sense to have a, a connection and just go out of Wilmington or whatever close airport there is. So, but with kids, my preference is always if it's at all reasonable, how can we get a direct flight? Especially because easier. those two were overnight going to Buenos Aires, or going to Argentina and Buenos Aires and then coming back. They were overnight. And both times, the kids slept for eight, nine hours on the plane. Now, we did give them melatonin. Super helpful. But it just was a lot easier than having to wake them up and drag them to different gates or something like that and then have to try to get them to sleep again. So that's just our travel preference. I'm interested to hear from other folks with parents uh, or with kids or who are parents or just people in general, what's your preference? Are you willing to drive further to get a direct flight or are you saying, nah, I'd rather get closer and, and make the connection?
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, like to be fair, we would not drive from North Carolina to JFK just for a direct flight without having family in Pennsylvania and spending sure. time there on both sides of that trip. No, we would not do that. But it made sense. Two and a half case. to three hours, you know, to have a direct flight?
0: Even Charlotte is four hours for us. So it starts to become, well, if I can go to Charlotte and have a direct flight, that that's like starting to become on the yeah. border of is it worth yeah. us driving? Like Atlanta, I think is six and a half. We've never yeah, done that. Never that doesn't it. make sense. It doesn't
1: make any sense um, to me. Um
0: but yeah. So miles flown. Uh I flew thirty seven thousand nine hundred and fifty four. You've Flew a little bit more than that because you came to Raleigh. 38,147. Both of us flew 18 flights. Wit and Hattie clocking some major miles, way more than they've ever done before. 23,057 miles for both of them and 14 flights. And this gets to the point um, if you guys are listening, you don't know how old they are because I can't even keep track of how old they are. So I wouldn't. Really? I could keep track of our (laughs) own kids. Honestly, anyone else's kids? Yeah. No idea. I I could give you a range like, oh, they might be in middle school or other in elementary school. Other than that, it becomes very hard. Um, They're six and four. So we're at a point where, as you mentioned, have the travel starting to become a bit easier with them. This year was the first year it felt that way. So, uh, yeah, they clocked some major, major miles and some major flights, which and is great. And some
1: major stamps in their passports.
0: Yeah, which is great. Um, overland miles. I won't give you every trip, but when we talk about overland miles, this is only if we're if we're taking a road trip. We're not saying, oh, we drove to the grocery store and back. This is only a trip. trip. Purposeful trips. Yeah. So we drove up to um, my parents' house in Philly and back to watch the Super Bowl. Um, when we were in Bulgaria, we did some trekking around there, um, in, in vans and stuff like that. We then road trip Savannah, St. Augustine to Orlando and then back to Wilmington. That was a fun road trip. Um, we drove up when we were, when we were doing our Camp Indie project we drove up to the northeast from north carolina and visit heather's brother then when we were out in california we road tripped all around so we put on a lot of miles when we were out there but the only real road trip part of it was oakland to sacramento to napa to tahoe back to napa and then san francisco so we probably drove two three thousand miles around the area but that was the only purposeful trip the rest was just us exploring um we did a road trip vancouver to Crofton to Vancouver Island, Mm
2: -hmm. you know. So
0: it was a ferry. That's some overland miles. I drove back down from Philadelphia to Wilmington area to meet you when you had flown down there. You took two road trips without me.
1: Yeah, I went to Tennessee to work on a project there for a client and a friend um, to renovate their Airbnb. Then I went to High Point in North Carolina for the High Point. Market, which is a furniture market, one of the largest markets in the world. Um yeah, so you know, not too too far, but I'm a little jealous hours. of your
0: road trip to Tennessee because I want to spend you said, Oh, like even yesterday we were talking, like I went back, you could go back through Greenville, South Carolina. I'm like, Greenville, South Carolina, I want to visit there. So
1: Yeah, but that, I didn't stop. I know, I know. <laughs> I that was the,
0: that was the downside. The but I think that I love that road trip from the coast of North Carolina out towards Asheville in through Tennessee and then looping back maybe through South Carolina Mm -hmm. I would like to do that and and stop and explore more on that type of trip um then we did Carolina North Carolina back up to JFK as we just mentioned when we were in Buenos Aires and Argentina we did a ferry over to Uruguay so woohoo! finally after all these years all these years you made it it was my number one country to visit Ever since I started my blog in 2012 and we made it. So we did we one night there. we only spent
1: one night. You know, I, yeah, that's, it's its own. We the got one to thing do its own I trip. would change was maybe staying more than one night in Uruguay. But
0: I'm glad we touched it and I'm glad we did the ferry over and I'm glad we got to experience a different country and get a, a passport stamp. We did a similar thing in Brazil um, where we went to Iguazu Falls and went to the Brazilian side. So technically we have been to that country now, but both of them obviously deserve their own trips problem with Uruguay at this point is Argentina was so cheap. You went to Uruguay, it was twice as expensive. Yeah. So like, well, I mean, <laughs> we didn't plan on spending more time in Uruguay, but it also made it easier to say, all right, let's just go back to Argentina. Where are our dollars going really far at this point? And uh, and so we came back from that, and then we road tripped when we were out. And you planned this, so this was pretty cool. Why don't you talk about this? But we flew out to northwest Argentina to a town city called Salta, and then it's also
1: a province.
0: We did two road trips out there. Yeah.
1: So um, we have friends who live in Argentina. They are from Argentina. Um, my friend Isa, her family. Is from Salta, and Argentina is a humongous country, and we were there... For- what did we
0: say? The stat, ninth biggest in the world?
1: Something like that. Um, and, like, the U.S. is still two times bigger, but still, even being half the size of the U.S., it's very large. And so we we couldn't see everything in one month because we wanted to travel slowly with the kids. And so we we decided to not even go south. We didn't go to Patagonia. We didn't see the glaciers. um, We didn't go to Bariloche. uh, And I just figured that has to be another trip because... We prioritize being in Buenos Aires with our friends, um, going to Iguazu Falls, and then doing the northwest of Argentina, which is this area called Salta, and the province above Salta is Jujuy, and our friend said, you have to go here, because it's so unique, and it feels like, you know, no other place that you've been, and you know, if you go to Patagonia or you go to Bariloche, it's like, well, yes, it's beautiful, obviously, I mean, people... Love going there. But, um, you know, it's mountains, and we've seen a lot of mountains. <laughs> it's very
0: much like Switzerland, is what everyone says. And, uh, you know, I lived in I, Switzerland, yeah. and you've been to Switzerland, and we'll, we will go back any day of the week, yeah. and we'll go to Bariloche when we can. Yeah, but I still want to go to those places. It wasn't places, as but distinct but a place like we had never been before.
1: Yeah, and so I, I really felt like, let's do Salt Down, let's do Ho um, Hoi, and Travid always wanted to see the salt flats, which, like, I know they're not as big as the ones in Bolivia, but. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. It was very cool. We're incredible. Yeah. So, you know, we chose to to do that part of Argentina and I do not regret it. It was amazing. It was beautiful. We, it was a lot of road tripping, a lot of miles.
0: This was the only time on our trip where it started to feel fast for me. And I was the one doing the driving and the driving wasn't difficult. It just, you know. Maybe I'm getting old. No, I am getting <laughs> you old. Are it getting is my old. birthday today. Yeah. I'm 41. Yeah, you're
1: 41. I'm getting old. Happy birthday. Um, Can we get like a I don't know, a clap or you a-, get
0: a clap?
1: Happy birthday. And Trap said the only thing he wanted to do on his birthday. I said, "What do you want to do?" He said, "Do you want to go out to a nice dinner?" Just anything, he said. I just want to record podcasts.
0: I just want to record That's podcasts. All. We had planned to bring back the podcast. You know, we're not just sitting down today and be like, let's just trap once record, let's do it. But I said, all I want to do is record podcasts on my birthday. I, I want, I want to record again. I miss it. I want to bring this baby back. Now is a perfect time. But um, yeah, maybe I'm getting a little old, but like a drive of three and a half to four hours in a day like is a long is starting to become a long day. I, I've driven way more than that in days, but it's just when you're like, oh, it's three and a half to four hours away. You're like, Oh man, that's, yeah, that's starting to take up a bit of time. Mm-hmm. And so that this part of the trip, we did Salta to this town called Cafayete, which is about three and a half, four hours south. Then we went back to Salta and then we went north about three and a half hours. So, you know, we didn't actually do Cafayete to Tokara in one day. We, we originally hours, yeah. thought of doing that. It's like six, seven hours. We broke it up. But um, awesome road trip. Incredible scenery. We'll talk about it more in some of the other podcasts, like Best Experiences and things like that. But that road trip was somehow only 565 miles.
1: <laughs> but felt like 5,000 to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just on switchback roads, which yeah. are beautiful and fun, but you are focused and mm-hmm. you're going up mountains and down mountains and, and your kids ears are got popping. got a little and,
1: sick. We gave him some Dramamine. Then so, fell asleep. So that was good. Totally
0: <laughs> worth it. But a long 565 yes. miles, which made the next one, the little mini road trip we did when we flew into Mendoza and we went south an hour and a half to Tupangado, made that feel like cake because it was like, oh, man, now we're only driving an hour and a half. Yeah, so, And
1: then we stayed in that area of Mendoza province. Um the Uco Valley for the whole time we were there, which was four nights. Four nights. And yeah, that was very relaxing. So
0: totally. So 106 miles there. And then uh, we flew back into JFK and the JFK then to Heather's brother's house is where we spent New Year's to end our year was 245 miles. So I'm going to give you the numbers because they're here, but there's no test. Mm -hmm. But Trav's Overland Miles 6484 heather beat me uh 7272 and then the kids both clocked in at 6254 so total miles this year for me was 44438 tiny bit down from last year which was 46000 so mm-hmm. right interestingly enough even though completely different trips and different places almost the you know very close to the same amount of miles for Heth,
1: wait. I'm sorry. I missed this. this is this, this is, is
0: my total amount of miles for like that I traveled with, for the with, year with
1: flying included, flights okay. and
0: driving, not just driving. Yeah,
1: because yeah. i have like forty four thousand just driving. No, though. no, no, that flights would not make sense.
0: and driving. So I okay. clocked in almost exactly the same place, even though last year the big one was to Africa and back and things like that. Interesting enough, very similar amount of miles. Mm-hmm. You big time upped your game. The most miles you've traveled since twenty fifth. And by far the most tr- miles you've traveled since twenty fifteen. Forty five thousand four hundred and twenty
1: nine. Yeah, cause last year was only sixteen thousand seven hundred.
0: Yeah. So the year before that, eight thousand. The
1: year in 2020 thousand. Three 2, thousand. Yeah. 3, well, that makes sense.
0: So yeah. yeah, you've just you've been on a steady increase and then you tripled your amount of miles yeah. this year.
1: In twenty fifteen, it was eighty one thousand miles. Yeah, I looked at that, that was our biggest year of travel like ever. ever. Yeah. 2015,
0: yeah, mine was 81,000 too. So that, I mean, whether we'll hit that again or not, I, who I knows? not,
1: honestly. That was a lot. That would be almost
0: <laughs> double the amount of miles that we did this year. Yeah, so, because
1: that was the, our last year before we moved home and were nomadic. Like, that was our big... Yeah.
0: You'd have to add in, yeah. for us to hit that, you, we have to do what we did this year and yeah. then add in two other big trips, basically.
1: But you don't have 2014...
0: I do not. We yeah, started this I in twenty fourteen. Would have well, as much. There's a, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I think. I mean, that would maybe it out. kill me to figure out the amount of places we <laughs> slept in twenty fourteen when we were nomadic. I, I think I no, not the amount of places, the amount of miles. Well, we'd have to figure out the amount of places we yeah. slept, and then because then yeah, we would have to figure out hard. where it went. would be too hard. Even I, maybe I'm not masochistic enough to do that because that would be insane. Because we were nomadic, I I, yeah. I don't think we could piece it together yeah. and get it right. And I want it to be perfect. Yeah, because in
1: twenty fifteen we did eighty one thousand miles, and that's with moving back into our like permanent home in Philadelphia in August.
0: August. But then we did go a month later to South Africa. Yeah. So like we moved in (laughs) back to our home, but then we still traveled a lot. Twenty fourteen and twenty thirteen were our true nomadic years where we actually didn't have a home base. And I wish we had those numbers, but I think they will just be gone forever. They will just live as memories. Yeah. For them. But yeah, you 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 upped your pace big time. I mean, obviously the trip to Bulgaria is a big one, Costa Rica, and then, of course, the trip to Argentina. You Canada know, twice. Canada twice. You know, a lot of travel out to the West Coast and stuff like that. Um, and Hattie, big, big, big time. Last year, they did 10,000 miles. This year, they did basically 30,000 miles. So they tripled their travel as well, um, which is pretty, pretty cool to see them getting some travel under their belts. And uh, that was just really cool. So as far as the countries visited... Uh, we like to do this. We, I visited, and you. I think we're the s- exact same on this. Yes, you and I are both exactly the same. We visited six different countries, not counting the U.S. and um, Canada and Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. We had been to before, but we actually went to new places in both of those. So, in Canada, we went yeah. to Calgary, and in Costa Rica, we went to Santa Teresa, and we had never been. So, not new new areas, con- not new countries, but new areas. But then, you and I. Knocked off, this is cool, four new countries this year.
1: You know, we had been saying we wanted to go to South America for probably 10 years. And for whatever reason, we just, you know, didn't get there. Um, We even had a few flights booked and then canceled them for various reasons. So for us to finally make it to South America was incredible.
0: It had always felt like this weird... Like a unicorn or Yeah, or like black a- hole in our travel <laughs> resume of hey, you live in North America, you've never even touched South America. Are we
1: even travel bloggers? Despite
0: the fact that Uruguay was number one on my list for a long time, Argentina has always been had super it going, high. Yeah, still we, we had as you mentioned, I think we had five different trips in the last seven to eight years planned to go there and, and they had fallen through for various reasons, COVID being some of it, people getting sick, you know, plans changing. And so this year felt very good to, you know, tick off our list. And again, these deserve a going back to, but Uruguay and Brazil, but we spent one day in each loved both. Of course, we want to go back and really experience the country, but technically we get to check them off. And then Argentina There's still so much to explore, but spending a full month there was great and really allowed us to dive into the culture. Of course, I've looked at a ton of real estate. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've considered what it would be like to live in Buenos Aires. Um, Too far. Love that city, and it. You know, so it, it felt good to get in a brand new area and a brand new country, but also really get to get a feel for it again. It's the first time we felt that way since our trip to Costa Rica in 2021, when we hadn't gone there, where we are like, this is a new country and we really get a feel for it. We also spent time a, a good 10, I think it was 12 days in Bulgaria. And that was really fun. I don't feel like we got to experience it near as much. One, it was less time, but two, we were on a group trip and a ski trip with amazing people. And it was a incredible time not having to plan anything but not planning stuff means you, know, you don't do the research you don't make your own decisions and so and well, we spent a lot of the time skiing yeah we spent a lot of time skiing
1: you know i don't think we really we didn't spend very much time at all in Sophia. obviously we didn't go to any of the coastal areas on the black sea because it was winter um so yeah it was a different type of trip and it was great and the skiing was great skiing
0: yeah, super fun. So Bulgaria, Brazil, Argentina, and Uruguay, new countries that Heather and I went to. Costa Rica and Canada, not new countries, but new places. And then Hattie and Witt had the same exact experience, um, except they did not go to Bulgaria, but they did knock off Brazil, Argentina, and Uruguay as new countries, and then Canada and Costa Rica they have both been to. But um, again, new places. As far as the states visited, this is always a funny one because it's, yeah, I consider us having to have to stay over or do something in that state. So for me, no new states this year, you know, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina, California, although new North Carolina or Northern California, we had spent only a little bit of time. And so we really got to experience that. That's a new experience. Uh, Connecticut, Florida. New York, and Virginia, and then you were the same, except you threw Tennessee in there Mm -hmm. as a place that you got to hang out this year. Yeah, but
1: the kids had never been to California
0: before. Kids had never been to California, and I don't think Hattie had been to Florida, am I right? She has.
1: When she was um, three months old, we went to
0: St. Petersburg. Okay, let me change. That's why you, that, do you (laughs) see that? I I tell you she has a good memory, and here I throw a random thing out, and you know it Right off the bat. So the kids did seven states, one new state, which was California. Mm-hmm. And then the rest were they had been to Virginia, New York, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, yeah. and PA.
1: And talking about the pace of travel very quickly, when we were in North Carolina, or sorry, Northern California, Trav was like, oh, I think we should do this epic road trip and go up into <laughs> Oregon and maybe even hit Washington State and like all of this. And we could like drive all the way up to Vancouver. And I was like, absolutely not. Like we will not have fun doing this trip. So. You're right, did not get to knock off Oregon as a state or or Washington, Washington, but we had a really great time in, in Northern California. So,
0: yeah, and so just to wrap that up, the kind of the new experiences we had that don't fall into a state or country bucket, like we said, Santa Teresa in Costa Rica, we had never been to, we had never been to Calgary itself. That was more fun than I imagined. It's a cool Calgary city. would be in yeah. winter. So cool city, Lake Tahoe and the areas around Napa Valley. And we Sonoma had never been. We had driven through Napa and spent one day there, but we got to really, really dive into that area and love, 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 love it there. And then, of course, the new countries that we talked about as well. So some really, really cool stuff. We're gonna tell you then the superlatives in our next episode. So we're gonna, these are the stats, and we kind of gave you a brief overview of what was happening with those stats but we're gonna get to really dive into it And kind of the
1: best dish of
0: dish on the accommodations positive and negative and we have a lot of accommodations to talk about in our next episode so we'll see you
1: in the
2: next one try on my way through I saw you on my way through On my way through I saw you and I'll see you again
0: someday So Heth, how's it feel to be the champ? Most places slept, most miles (laughs) gone. Um, Least time in your home base? I feel okay, I feel okay. Champ is here.